and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does Scotty shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. It's so thin. Yeah, I mean, like one or two good weeks can can make or break you in the Western Conference right now. And you know, I think what's interesting for New Orleans, you know, they got seven games and they're all against teams in that that three through thirteen range in the Western Conference who aren't separated by a whole heck of a right. lot. I mean, I mean, Portland they have the, the New Orleans game is tomorrow, but they've got Golden State tonight, and that's another one of those teams. Yeah, and and like so many of these teams can't win on the road. Uh, and New Orleans is one of them. I mean, they're 10 and 21 on the road. Like they've been awful. They've got a three game road trip coming up here. Like it is, it is definitely gut check time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty concerned. I mean, that was, that was why losing to the magic at home on Monday was like so brutal. It's like, yeah, like you, you just have to beat the magic at home. You know, you can't get your, the regular season series against Orlando swept, you know, that's one that that's another, that's another Portland one from this season. <laughs> like the, the, the game against the magic and home. Now to be fair, the magic are like, they're not a good team, but they are not Houston or San Antonio or Charlotte. Like the magic have guys like Paolo's awesome. Like bull bull has turned into a guy. Franz Wagner has been really good. Like Jonathan Isaac, since he's come back, has looked really good. Like, the Magic have guys. Like, losing to the Magic is not the same thing as if you lost to, like, Detroit or Charlotte or something like that. But if you're a team that's trying to hold on to your spot in the play, and you, yes, you do have to beat Orlando at home. That's something that Portland was also unable to do. Yeah, I mean, where where are you just at in, on Portland right now? I mean, I watched the, the Dame the 71 ball. Game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well... I mean, they are kind of in the same place that the Pelicans are at. Like, I I think that, uh, I mean, a lot of it, I think, is going to, I mean, Dame has been adamant. And I mean, you saw what he did. And I know they were playing the Rockets, so, you know, say whatever you want about that. But uh, they, he, Dame is adamant still. We talked to him the day before the Rockets game that, they still can make another run that they still can string together a few wins. And then they're right back in the mix. Dame's mindset is I don't want to give up on the season. I want to keep, you know, going. And I, and I still believe that if they end up in the play in, I think they will ultimately end up in the playoffs because how many people are you taking over Dame in a single elimination game? Not very many, but it's going to really depend on health because two of their starter you know Anthony Simons had that ankle injury right before the all-star break now uh you know at the time when he had the injury it looked bad enough at least in real time that it looked like it might be like a four to six week thing from what I've heard like I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back in the next week or two like he's recovering from it really really quickly he's already back on the court shooting he's uh you know, I saw him getting doing some stuff on the court. He didn't even have any kind of wraps or tapes or anything like that on his ankle. So he might actually be back soon. The bigger one to me is Nurkic because he's been out since the beginning of February with a calf injury. 
that originally they just ruled him out through the all-star break. I've heard he started doing a little bit more stuff on the court and uh, ramping up a little bit. He's still not fully, like, he's ruled out tonight against Golden State. I would imagine he probably doesn't play tomorrow against New Orleans. And then they have this six-game road trip, so we'll see when or if he plays on that. But that's the bigger one to me because Nurkic, for, you know, all of his flaws and shortcomings and inconsistencies as a player like they don't have anybody else taller than six foot nine on the entire roster and you saw the game right before the uh all-star break the last game they played was against Washington and they just had nothing to do with Chris Stapp's Porzingis like he was just shooting over everybody Drew Drew Eubanks you know six foot nine he plays hard and he does the best he can with the role that he's now being asked to play as the starting center with Nurkic out but he's not going to be able to do anything with Porzingis. Like, if you have Nurkic out there, at least you have a guy that can stay in front of somebody like that. Like, I would imagine tomorrow with the with the Pelicans, uh, Jonas is going to go off just because there's no Nurkic or there's nobody of that size to even put on him. So if Nurkic comes back soon and Dame keeps playing at the level that he's been playing at, I think they have a shot at kind of salvaging. And now I don't think they're going to win a playoff series. I don't look at any of the teams that they would face in the first round and say, yeah, I think they could win a seven-game series against them. But, I mean, I I don't think their season is completely dead, but I think these upcoming two games and then the six-game road trip that they go on after that, including the game in New Orleans kind of at the end of that road trip, I think it's going to tell us a lot. Is our old friend John Butler still on a two-way? He is. He's actually down at the in the Stockton Kings uh, the, in the G League right now. His actually, actually his first G League assignment of the year, believe it or not. Wow. Which okay. is, I think some of that is a function of the Blazers not having their own G League team, so they don't uh, have, uh, you know, they, they aren't really using it a lot just because you have to, you know, sign, you know, send your guys to somebody else's uh, team, and, you, you know, their development is maybe not going to be a priority. Greg Brown III, who is the other guy that they've sent to the G League this season, who has been waived since then, but... They sent him to the Ontario Clippers just because Chauncey and Ty Lue were tight and like they knew that like he would take they would take care of him and then the they sent him to the King they sent John Butler to the Kings G League team just because uh you know proximity and it's the closest one there but John Butler has played I don't know the exact number off the top of my head I want to say under ten games this season in garbage time so I have nothing for you on what he is as a prospect or how he's coming along development wise uh, can shoot it but uh was a long ways away in literally everything else i think that's <laughs> kind of what they are they are uh viewing both both of the blazers two-way guys john butler and ibu baji who's also a center who's from senegal uh who has not played a second for the blazers this season both of those guys, I mean, I would imagine both of them, I don't know, I don't know the exact, like, scouting process or who identified them. I would imagine both of those are Mike Schmidt's classics, though, where they just took a shot on a guy as, like, a long-term developmental project. And I do get tweets from fans about, like, well, why don't they play John Butler? Why don't they play Yubu Baji? Well, because they're not ready. They're not even close to being ready. They're so far away from being ready that they're not even giving them G League reps because they want them to work with the team's player development staff on a day-to-day basis, even if they're not going to play. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, John Butler, I think he falls under the two years away from two years away. Uh-huh. Two years away from being two years away category. <laughs> right, and I think that's kind of the idea of like what, what the Blazers wanted to use their two-way spots for here. Or at least at least one of their two-way spots because uh, 
Olivier Saar was one of their was their one of their two way centers at the beginning of the season or in training camp, and he actually looked like he was going to get minutes. And that's a guy that actually had NBA experience last year with Oklahoma City, but then he had a wrist injury during training camp, and he was just not going to be ready, so they waived him, and they ended up signing Butler and uh, Ibu Baji. But yeah, I didn't expect we were going to get into John Butler chat on here. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, just to your to your earlier point about the play in. Um... It, like the Pelicans, obviously, they won two games in it last year to get to the playoffs, but the playing is going to be so much more difficult this year. Yeah. Like the, the Pelicans played a pretty bad Spurs team in that, that first game. Like they had DeJounte Murray, but they were, I don't know, yeah. 11 games, 12 games under 500. Like they were just not good. Right. And then they had the fortune of catching the Clippers, who do not have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Paul, you know, Paul George had COVID, had COVID that right, game. Yeah. You know, they were able to beat them. So, like, you know, even if New Orleans gets the nine this year, it's going to be a much more difficult road to, to winning those two games and getting to the playoffs. That was such a, that, that Pelicans-Clippers game, especially because the Pelicans came back and won. And that was one that the Blazers, like my all of my followers were just losing their minds over because that game decided whether that Pelicans pick was going to convey. Yeah. And when it didn't, because the Pelicans made the playoffs, that was just like, maybe as despondent as I've seen Blazers fans really since the loss to Denver in the first round of the playoffs the year before. Like, I mean, it ended up working out okay because the pick that they did end up getting from the Pelicans, the, the, the 25 bucks pick was still enough to get Jeremy Grant from Detroit, but in the moment, and then like a couple weeks later, uh, their their own pick in the lottery, which was slated to be number six, falls to seven. Yeah. So it's just like, oh god, the sky is falling. Dame is gonna leave because their lottery pick dropped one spot and another pick didn't convey, and this is just not like that was the discourse. So that that was that was a pretty memorable play in game, at least even from my end. By the way, the people in the Pelicans front office were rooting hard for Portland to take Shaden Sharp because they wanted Dyson Daniel so bad. Like there they, were people. There were people in the Blazers front office who wanted Dyson Daniels. It wasn't. I mean, you understand kind of what the debate is there because Shaden Sharp they felt like had the highest upside of yeah. any player on the board, and Dyson Daniels was much more of a plug and play. Uh, you know, he can contribute right now on a playoff team type. You know, t- type of type of guy. There were guys. You know, especially considering that the whole idea with the Blazers was, you know, we want to build around Dame. We want to, you know, keep, you know. The idea of taking Shaden Sharp, which is why, like, you know, I was talking earlier about they tried really hard to move that pick for, like, OG Ananobi or, you know, I think John Collins was somebody that they talked about at one point, too. But, like, they tried really hard to move that pick for somebody kind of of that caliber. And then when they took Shaden Sharp, they were just, like, it was more of, like, oh, okay, they're just going for, like, a super high upside project. Now, Shaden has become a rotation player a lot more quickly than I think anybody thought he would. He's been very up and down, but... You know, they. I, th- I. I think both teams are pretty happy with how that draft shook out. I think both teams are happy with who they ended up with. Yeah, and I, I don't think it was because New Orleans like didn't think Shaden Sharp had a high ceiling or anything. It was. It was more so like we kind of have like three stars already, and it's like the last thing we need is a developmental guy. Like we need, we need defense around those three guys. Yeah, and we need to win right now. And uh, it looked pretty smart for a while. Uh, if only you know the two main guys could ever stay healthy. My my favorite stat from this year, not my favorite, but I think the most telling stat of mm-hmm. the Willie Green era is Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson have played in 12 games together while Willie Green has become the head coach. That's only four less than Ky- Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden played together in their entire tenure in Brooklyn. 
they played what 16 games and they were like 14 and two in those games yeah the pelicans are in danger of becoming a theoretical team <laughs> the theoretical all-stars uh they also and you know what though it's gonna be it's gonna be so funny if and now this is in play again you saw the news today that lebron is like gonna be out for a while yeah a couple couple weeks right and uh Maybe what the pick. If? Maybe the pick still swaps. I was are worried about be, it. For are you going to be covering Zion and Wemby next year? Is that <laughs> going to be what this is going to be? Uh... That would be fascinating. I mean, in terms of the basketball fit, hey man, that's Maybe... that's what they need. <laughs> a seven foot guy, five guy who can shoot and handle and block shots. I mean, I did you did you see that clip? I, I this is. I mean, I don't want to get off on a whole tangent, but did you see that clip that was like going around this morning from the ESPN? show that was like could the lakers beat the nuggets in a playoff series if they get through the play in i sure and did yeah. everybody raised their hands yes <laughs> it's just so funny to me the way that the lakers are talked about compared to the way any other team in their position would be talked about just because they're the lakers uh like jared vanderbilt if that if that if that three-team trade with the lakers and minnesota and utah hadn't happened the Blazers had a deal in place to get Jared Vanderbilt for Justice Winslow and two second round picks. That was the price for Jared Vanderbilt, and that was the price for him for a reason. He is not getting Jared Vanderbilt is not making the Lakers win a playoff series that they wouldn't have won otherwise. Yeah, I mean, I honestly, I really like the the moves the Lakers made at the trade deadline. Well, they got just, better, but did they get yeah. better enough to at all change what their fortune? And especially now with this news that. LeBron is going to be out for a little bit with the with the foot injury. Like that, that their season's probably a wrap now. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't feel like we're going to get to find out, which is uh, fine with me. I think Tim McMahon calls the the Lakers the greatest thirteenth place of all time. 13th That's the way they're talked about. Yeah, it's the way they're talked about. Yeah. <laughs> well, Christian, uh, really appreciate you doing this. This was fun to kind of get some thoughts on the Pelicans, which is a team the Blazers a are close to in the standings, and b are going to be seeing a lot over the next few weeks including tomorrow night uh tell people where they can get all of your stuff the podcast and the coverage of the team on the at the times picayune yeah you can read my stuff on nola.com and then i'm a co-host of from the wing uh pelicans podcast on the blue wire network and those are those are the two best places yeah go do it christian covers the pelicans does a great job covers the team very well uh thanks for doing this yeah, man, it's been really cool to see uh, everything you've done since you've gone independent. Mm -hmm. uh, really enjoyed it. And yeah. Keep it up, man. It's, it's been great. I yeah, appreciate that, man. Talk to you soon.